everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Wicket through Wednesday, June 12th edition. Got an eight-gamer on tap for you today. Hope everybody had a good Tuesday, actually. Nailed a lot of things, but the like baseball, a lot of this, like, hmm, that happened. So, yes, good good night, though. Saw a lot of green screens. Really, really good stuff there in the TQE member Discord and the Fantasy DJ Slack chat. That's always what this is all about, helping people make a little green. So, let's do it again. On a Wednesday, we have, like I said, an eight-gamer. There's a you know, three- or four-game early slate. If you choose to play that and you have questions, hit me up. Twitter, chats, whatever I'm in. I'll help you as I can. Um, but when we look at this eight-game slate, talking about totals, on this slate, you got D-backs, Phillies, 9.5. Blue Jays, Orioles, 11. Cardinals, Marlins, 8. Pirates, Braves, 9. Brew Crew, Astros, 7.5. Mariners, Twins, 9.5. Tigers, Royals, 9. Padres, Giants, 7.5. And, and again, more and more offense as you have five of the eight totals of nine or higher. It's just, it's the way it's going to go this season. We'll have a couple days with a lot of aces and then a lot of nothing. We got, you know, three guys over 10K tonight, and then my next set of guys are 7,500 and below. I got seven pitchers out of the 16 I'm going to talk about. And like yesterday, like I mentioned, is and I mentioned it in the chats, is usually when I leave this podcast and then I do a little more, you know, just kind of looking around and digging around throughout the day, usually there's like a handful, three, four, five pitchers. That, that's who I'm going to war with. That's who I feel really, really good about. These are my guys. Yesterday, it was more like, here's 12 guys, and I'm just going to mix and match because there weren't a ton. Like John Means, I had a lot of. Uh, I was a big fan of that price point. Um, but other than that, it was kind of a mixed match hodgepodge. Tyler Beatty pitched great until the fifth inning. He just couldn't get one more out. He was pitching really, really well. Looks like uh, he's going to get it going. He started striking guys out like he was before, but uh, we don't have to go over all the performances. It was interesting stuff. Anthony Rendon did his thing, so on and so forth. But like I said, let's get into this eight game. Our totals have been talked about weather wise. Wind blowing out to right field about 10 miles an hour in Philadelphia. 15 to 20% chances of rain in Atlanta, but then it dies off later in the night. So maybe just a late start, or maybe it just misses completely. Seattle, Minnesota blowing out to right field about 13 miles an hour. And Detroit, Kansas City blowing in from left field about 15 miles an hour. Let's get it on. Ten guys over 10, or three guys over 10K. Justin Verlander, 11,300 bucks at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. Verlander is amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Nick Pollock, a pitcher list, tweeted it out last night. He does a lot of pitcher P-Vals, pitcher values on their pitches. He goes through a lot of stuff like that. And he put the rankings for the top guys with sliders. It's Justin Verlander, like 19. The next closest guy is 13. He just blows away people with a slider. He's so, so freaking good. And he gets a Brew Crew team that strikes out over 25% of the time versus righties. And it's not going to be an easy matchup. The Brewers do have power, and Verlander gives up home runs. He only has a 35% ground ball rate and a 40% fly ball uh, hard hit rate. So they hit the ball hard. They hit home runs off of Verlander. There's no hiding that. He didn't give one his last time at Seattle, but then it's previously one, two, three, four straight games with a homer. Didn't give up a homer. One, two... So basically, eight of his last ten games has given up at least one home run. He's also scoring over 20 points in every one of those games with half of them over 30 points. That's where Justin Verlander's price tag pays off. Now, 11-3, you want the definite like 25-plus. You might not get that, but he has his own 31% K rate, which is a tremendous. And the Brooker striking out a ton will help with Verlander. Unless he just gets absolutely shellacked, he's going to go deep into a game. Lefties hit 221, righties 313, and the Brooker have a lot of lefties with power in their lineup. So if, if Verlander can navigate the lefties, that's great. Because you look at the Brew Crew, yes, they strike out a lot, but it's like, you know, it's this era of baseball. 
It's three true outcomes. We're going to strike out, we're going to walk, we're going to drop bombs. That's what we're going to do. They have a 330 Woba and a 194 ISO versus right-handed pitching. So, very interesting matchup at 11-3. It's not like your normal, he's, a, he's only a minus 130 favorite. When you think 11-3 high-priced pitcher, you're thinking heavy, heavy favorite. Like the next two guys we talk about are both over 200 favorites. You're thinking heavy, heavy favorite. He's going to come in and mow these dudes down, which he could. I think at 11-3 is a very, very good play. This might not be as much of a lock as it once was. But a very, very good play with Justin Verlander. Next up, you got Mike Soroka. This dude is dealing 1380 RA, leads all of baseball as he is now qualified to lead all of baseball. He has basically 17 or more points in, I'd say, nine of his last 10. I'll round one up there for you. Nine of his last 10. He's been very, very good this season, especially good at home. A 182 ARA at home, 111 on the road, so it really don't matter. He's averaging 21 points a game at home. He is a minus 205 home favorite. Pittsburgh strikes out about 21% of the time. Their bats are swinging it well, so it's not a gimme at all. But uh, he gets a f- over 58% ground ball rate and limits the hard contact. You have a Pittsburgh team with a 3.65 team total, second lowest on the slate, just above Milwaukee. Lefties 3.12, righties 2.59 versus Soroka, and a 3.14 Woba, 160 ISO for the Pirates against righties. So nothing great there. So Soroka is a very solid look. The dude's just been as consistent as they come. Maybe a blowout's coming, a blowups coming, but uh, been very, very good. And last but not least. You got uh, Jose Barrios, who is 10-3 at home against Seattle. 2.72 home ERA, getting almost 22 points per game at home. Struggled against Seattle earlier this year. Only 9.7 DraftKings points. That was four starts to go in Seattle. But his last few home starts, 18-4 against Chicago. His last two starts overall were on the road for over 21 or more points. But home starts have been uh, his bag. He's been very, very good at home. It's a Seattle team that's offense is not nearly the same as it was to start the season. No hiding that at all. He's a minus 220 home favorite. Seattle striking out 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching. 23% K rate for Berrios. Uh, 41% ground ball rate. A little bit of hard contact, but still very good look against the Seattle team. It's just not quite doing it these days. They have a 3.8 team total. Lefties 316. Righties 291 for Jose Berrios. Uh, Seattle still has a 328 Woba and a 216 ISO, which is good. It's kind of scary like Milwaukee, but Milwaukee I, I'm more scared of than Seattle. So three really good options up top here on a slate with not really good pitching. Not saying you have to pay up for pitching. I I don't I, I against paying up for pitching a lot of the time. But if you're going to, it's Soroka, JV, and Berrios for me. That's where I would start the party tonight. Now we drop down to some cheaper options, and we get a spot start for the Miami Marlins. Jordan Yamamoto of the Miami Marlins just missed making the team in spring. He's been in double A most of the year. He um He's 3-5, and five, has a 3-5 ADRA. One thing I like to see, 65 innings pitched. He has 64 strikeouts. That's been pretty darn good to start the season. When you look at his um, overall production for the AA team on the Marlins, they have 64 strikeouts to 25 walks in his time, over 12 starts. So basically a K per inning, so there's a little bit of K upside there. Not uh, not getting crushed by any means, a 3-8-5 ERA. Something to think about against St. Louis. St. Louis isn't a bad team at all, but there is a little bit of interesting upside there. They strike out 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching, and they have a, uh, a 317 Woba and a 158 ISO versus right-handed pitching. So on a weird slate like this, Yamamoto at 75 is on the radar. We'll have to do some more digging throughout the day. I looked at it a bit last night. Not a ton on him that I can see yet, but uh, something to look at. Maybe I can get one of my prospect guys to give me a little insight on what they got going on. At 7400 bucks, you got Danny Duffy at home against Detroit. I like this a little bit here. 
Uh, Duffy, very inconsistent on an inconsistent night. His last two starts at Boston, minus three at Texas, 7.2. But prior to that, 16 against the Yanks, 20 against the uh, Angels, 15 against Texas, 19 Houston, 19 Tampa. He went on a run there where he was looking like the Danny Duffy of old. On a, again, on a slate like this, against the Detroit Tigers, he strikes out 26% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Duffy's a minus 140 home favorite in this matchup. I'm willing to give it a shot here. 38% ground ball rate, 33% hard contact rate. A Tigers team with a 4.1, uh, 4.2 team total. And they have a 306 Woba and a 154 ISO versus lefty. So Duffy at 74, definitely on the list of options tonight. A few other cheapies. Sean Anderson of the Gigantes at 6,600. Uh, very hit and miss this year. He's actually been better on the road than at home, which is weird. Um, but you know, a couple starts back, 20 points at Baltimore. Super inconsistent. That was his best start was against Baltimore. Um, it's risky on a slate like this, though. It's in play as Tam- or San Diego strikes out 27% of the time versus Ryan pitching. You saw Tyler Beattie last night at 7Ks and 4 and 2 thirds. He pitched really, really well, throwing the ball by him. Anderson could possibly get that done. Only a 13, 14% K rate for Anderson, but a 47% ground ball rate. Uh, it's a pick-your-poison type deal there. They have a total of four, the Padres do. Lefty's 351, righty's 361. But as a team, the Padres only have 297 Woba against right-handed pitching. So Sean Anderson at 66 makes the list as at least an option. And if you really want to know how bad this slate is, if you want to get really weird, you look at Daniel Norris at $5,000. He hasn't been great this year. Kansas City, he faced him three innings, three earned, two Ks. Not good at all. Uh, he's been very hit and miss here of late. You know, 11.6, 5.8, 13.4 is last three. With a part of that, a 16, a minus 8, a 20, a 5, a 13. So he's got upside. He's got serious downside, but he's $5,000. He's $5,000 worth taking a chance on against the Royals team that strikes out 23% of the time versus left-handed pitching. A Royals team with a 4.6 team total uh, and a 277 Woba and a 126 ISO, which is dreadful versus left-handed pitching. So there's definitely an angle to go Daniel Norris, an angle to go against him as well, but definitely an angle to look at on a slate like this where he could give you some nice upside. Recapping your pitching all the way up top, Soroka, Verlander, Berrios. In the middle, Sean Anderson, Yamamoto, Duffy, Norris. But the more and more I look at this slate, the more and more I think Norris is a better option at 5,000 just to say, screw it. These guys are all a mess down here. He's actually shown as much upside as the rest of them. And he's $5,000. So we'll see how the day goes on. That's what these chats are for. As, after this, as this is just a first look podcast to kind of point you in the right direction for the rest of your day. Let's get to the bats on this eight gamer. And you got the likes of Mitch Garber. The day off yesterday is 5,100. He is worth a look versus Garen. And then um, it should be Tommy Malone coming in after Garen as the starter uh, opener. So that should be a good one. Uh, he has Money Grandel versus Verlander and GPP. I don't hate it. Verlander or Grandel went deep yesterday. Like Chance Cisco at 39, I'm going to keep using him against righties, especially a righty like Edwin Jackson. Cisco uh, nine more points last night in his uh, four starts so far, 9, 14, 11, and 2. The dude can hit, and he's hitting in the middle of that Orioles lineup. You, you can't ask for much more from a catcher. And again, he's facing Edwin Jackson. Baltimore, five point, almost 5.5 team total. Lefties, 362. Righties, 483 off Edwin Jackson. Baltimore should be popular tonight, and for very good reason. And Cisco at 39 is a very good catching option. Yadier Molina is back and active. He's 37 versus Yamamoto. I don't hate that. Alex Avila at 37 versus Eflin. Avila been swinging it well of late. Does like hitting right-handed pitching. And Eflin can be had by lefties. When you look at Arizona, 
Team total of 4.42. Lefties 364. Righties 263. So Alex Avila at 37 is in play for you tonight. Brian McCann double-donged last night. He's in a great spot again tonight at 3,500 versus Mitch Keller, a guy that you can take advantage of. The Braves, 5.35 team total. Lefties, 348. Righties, 431 versus Mitch Keller. So McCann is a great spot again. Dowdy double-dongs, but very much a good play at that price point. Other than that, we'll kind of see what comes out throughout the day. First base, Freddie Freeman back in play against Keller. Just talked about it for McCann. Uh, you can look at Jay Bruce, 5,200 versus Merrill Kelly. Uh, Philadelphia, a total of 5.1. Lefty's 358, righty's 360. Kelly's been much better at home than on the road. So if you want to go back to Jay Bruce, you can. Or you can go $5,000 to Trey Boo Boo in a good spot as well. Justin Smokes was on a tear there for a couple weeks. Been a little quiet of late, averaging 5.5 over his last 10. You know, hitting in Baltimore against a guy like David Heskakuriel's Toronto, a 5.55 team total. It is uh, second highest on the slate. Lefties 358, righties 419 versus David Hess. A lot of hard contact off of Hess. Uh, Justin Smoke at 48 could be a nice play for you there. You got Renato Nunez. All, all good plays up top against some very, very bad pitching. When you go down, look at CJ Crone. You have the day off yesterday. Again, Cody Guerin's opening, then the lefty Tommy Malone. We know Cron versus lefties 4,500. Maybe not enough people are paying attention, and all they see is Guerin right there. They go, oh, no, Cron versus righty. Pass. You might get him at some low ownership as the Twins have the highest team total on the slate at 5.75. Lefties, 329. Somehow, righty's only 260 versus Malone. I ain't buying that. Go down farther. You could look at the likes of maybe a, a Goldie to get lucky versus Yamamoto. Uh, Brandon Dixon swinging a good stick for the Tigers, averaging seven points over his last 10. Uh, put up, uh, he went deep yesterday. Super GPP only versus Duffy, but a $4,200 GPP dart if you so choose. Um, you could go Eric Thames in a GPP, but Eric Hosmer at 39. Don't hate him. Mentioned him yesterday at 38. Got you 10 DraftKings points. Just kind of a good cash game play if you want to save some cash. Got good double-digit uh, upside in that matchup for Sean Anderson at 3,900. Uh, GPP, Tyler Austin of the Giants mashes lefties. He has Joey Lucchesi tonight at 3,800. I'm a big Joey Lucchesi fan, but the Giants have gotten him twice this year, which is really interesting. So maybe they see him well or something. Uh, maybe he deals tonight. Who knows? But Tyler Austin at 38 is an interesting play. Uh, Rowdy Telez has calmed down, but he's 35 uh, if you need to go that direction. So a couple of cheapies for you there. Second base, Eric Sogard's 4900 bucks. We were riding him a lot earlier this year, then he quieted down, but he's kind of getting it going the last few. 17, a couple zeros, a 19, a 2, a 13. So 13 or more in three of his last six. GPP only against Hess because that's a hefty price tag. When you get Cattell Marte at 48 or a GPP Moustakis at 47, you got VR at 46. So a lot of better options than Sogard, but he's producing, and you're getting him at super low ownership. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel at 45. The Blue Jays and, and, and Orioles, this is a game to attack. you got some guys that are struggling in the Blue Jays lineup. It's very, very bad. Um, heck, maybe you end up going, hey, I'm going to punt with David Hess, which is terrifying. But we've seen Hess have a good game or two. Maybe that's the angle. Maybe you punt with David Hess. But uh, he's been horrible. Horrible, and it's very tough to go that direction. But he has pitched one or two good games this year. Uh, as you go down farther, you can look at a Jonathan Scope versus potentially a lefty in Malone. Uh, Hanser Alberto at 38, likely leading off for uh, Baltimore with the firm versus lefties. But it's it's Edwin Jackson. It's pretty simple. Edwin freaking Jackson. You got Cesar Hernandez at 36 versus Merrill Kelly. That's one you can take a chance of. Um, other than that, like Tony Kemp, 35. Nicky Lopez, 34 couple cheapies for you down there. 
Third base position, Eduardo Escobar at 55 just continues to rake. Mention Moustakis. Uh, Matt Carpenter's intriguing at 44. Again, like I said yesterday, kind of one of the only consistent bright spots. Only two points yesterday. But uh, he's been like, they've all been bad. The Cardinals have been bad lately. To, uh, but uh, it is a bright spot for them. But Scott Kingery has been crushing it. He's 43. You have Ladito at 42 versus Hess. That's a good upside game for him there. Call Moran's playing great. I like Mike Soroka a lot. But if you want to be contrarian, you could look at Colin at 39. Mention Alberto. You got Machado at 39. Continues to be cheap. And I'd rather go to like Marvin Gonzalez at 38. Switch hitter. The pitching change won't affect him one bit. Good spot for him there at 38. And then when you go down a little farther, there's a name we haven't mentioned a lot, and I need to start mentioning him while he's cheap for you. We got Ryu Ruiz at 31 if you want to punt and stack Baltimore. That's an option for you. But when you get down here, he's going to be super cheap because he's facing one Justin Verlander. But Travis Shaw is $2,300. And by no means am I saying Travis Shaw is a must play. But 18 points, 4, 13 he had a big game last night, but 18-4, 13-0-10 over his last five. So 10 or more in three of his last five, starting to get it going. And that's 10 or more since he's returned from the IL. 10 or more in three his five games since the IL. He's really swinging it pretty well since his return. GPP only, but we've talked about how Verlander will give up home runs. He's $2,300. If you really want to open up that lineup and get a lot of upside and you're not using JV, Something to think about. Shortstop, you had about the Mondesi at 56, but I'd rather Jorge Polanco at 5K. Another good night from him last night. Switch hitter. The, the splits won't affect him one bit. A uh, few other guys look at Fernando Tatis Jr. Mentioned him as a GPP play yesterday. He's 47. Uh, 21 points last night. 21 or more in two of his last four. Always has that upside as Sean Anderson tonight. Something to keep an eye on there. Mentioned Johnny Villar already. Uh, you can go down to a like Manny Machado at 39. Uh, if Adrianza cracks the lineup at 37, he's okay. Other than that, there's not a ton down here at first glance at the shortstop position. Outfield, you'll be locked and loaded per usual. You got the likes of like a Christian Yellick and a GPP versus Verlander. Um, Marcelo Zuna, 54. But Acuna at 53, big fan of that one. You got Jay Bruce. You got Starling Marte, who's swinging it well, like I talked about. He's 5,100. Lots to like there. Six points yesterday, averaging 14.3 over his last 10. Good spot tonight in a GPP because Soroka is very good. But you got Mancini, Rosario, and Kepler both can hit lefties okay, so don't sleep on them. Like Nelly Cruz loves his lefties. He's 4,800. Um, you got Jorge Soler versus uh, Norris at 47 is a really good play. Soler's been mashing left handed pitching. Uh, he's averaging eight points over his last 10, 7, and 21, 0, 7, 21 in his last five. So definite GPP appeal there for Soler at 47 versus Daniel Norris. Byron Buxton gets no love. He's 4,600 bucks. He bats ninth, and that's why he gets a little lack of love. But averaging 9.5 over his last 10, 3, 21, 3, 12, 0, 18, 0, 17, 21. It's all or nothing, but it's literally when he gets it going, it's all. And there's a lot to think about there with Byron Buxton at 46 in that matchup against Malone and company. Going down to the bottom four, as I mentioned, uh, Kingery already got Brantley versus Woodruff. I like Woodruff. It's the Astros, though, and they're very hot and cold. So, again, on a weird slate, if you want to con- con- convince yourself to pitch Woodruff, you can. But uh, when you look at Houston, they have a team total of four, which is one of the lower ones on the slate, which is impressive. But lefty's hitting 329, righty's 269 off of Woodruff. So a guy like Brantley is in play. Uh, at that price point of uh, 4300 
Franville Reyes, always GPP relevant at 43. Uh, you go down Jacoby Jones of Detroit at 42. If you're going to pick on Danny Duffy, good look here. He's averaging 11 over his last 10, 8, 7, 37, 2, 10. Got a 19 and a 12 in his last 10 as well. So 4,200 for, for Jones. Mentioned Brandon Dix and a couple of Detroit Tigers options for you there. Because Detroit, 4.2 team total. Lefty's 386. Righty's 341 versus Duffy. Could get weird with things there. Get some savings and make some things happen. A few other targets for you. You can look like a Nick Castellanos is only 41 versus Duffy. Another cheapie for you there. Uh, Josh Reddick's only 41 versus Woodruff. So some upside. Anthony Santander. This is a guy who used to play a lot last year when he had his chance. He's back up. I saw him yesterday for cheap. Threw him in there as a one-off. Got you 15 points. Since his recall, 10-3-2-15. So there is some upside there with Santander. Usually bats towards the top of the Orioles lineup. And against Edwin Jackson, I don't hate that at all at 4,000. Some good value. You got Fisher at 4,000. And then, of course, Jordan Alvarez at 4,000. Went deep again. So two games, two home runs for Jordan Alvarez. Shocker. So he's in play at 4,000. Will continue to be very popular for a while. But uh, has earned it. If Josh Naylor cracks the lineup for San Diego with 39 in play. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, GPP relevant. But Marvin Gonzalez at 38 is always a good play. Mentioned Tyler Austin already. Byron Buxton. A couple uh, contrarian little angles for you there. Then other than that, it's do you want to pick on um, pick on Verlander? Because you get some cheapies there. you got Tony Kemp at 35. You, um, Jose Martinez down to 34, but he's been struggling a ton. You know, the Grandy Man is a punt as a lefty versus Mikolas at 34. Has a little bit of upside there. But other than that, check your lineups. See what pops up. Recapping your pitching real quick, you got Soroka, JV, Barrios up top. Down below, Sean Anderson, Yamamoto, Duffy, and Norris. Still a few others we can probably pick and choose from. It's going to be a really weird slate. Nothing set in stone, really. Uh, it kind of depends. It's almost like get the bats you want, the builds you want there, and see where you want to get different. When you're looking at stacking on this slate, the Twins, yes, that's pretty much a given almost every night. But they're in a great spot there. Versus Tommy Malone. Uh, you got Toronto versus David Hess and Baltimore versus Edwin Jackson. That's a great game to stack. That you know the game total is eleven. These are two very bad pitchers. I prefer the Orioles over Toronto. But I think a lot of people will. So that's a very, very good angle to go there. Atlanta versus Mitch Keller, I like a lot as well. Mitch Keller is a good young prospect. Just hasn't figured it out in the bigs yet. So Atlanta could take advantage of that. And it's a good way to kind of get different from Minnesota and a few other looks. Philly's an, an okay look. Kansas City versus Daniel Norris. You're going to make arguments for the rest of these guys. Detroit versus Duffy, San Diego versus Anderson. There's arguments there, but you like your top stacks, Atlanta, Minnesota, Baltimore, Toronto. That's your big four, and you can kind of differentiate throughout there. It depends on how weird you want to get on an eight-game slate basically after that. How how much lower do you want to go? All right, let's talk BVP real quick. It's been kind of slow on the BVP front lately. I'm guessing tonight might not be too big either. Like Whit Merrifield, 6-for-16 with a triple and three home runs off Daniel Norris. Solaire, 4-for-10 with a double and a homer. Gordon, 6-for-14, two doubles. They've hit Daniel Norris very well. Surprise, surprise. Castellanos only hitting 256 for Duffy, but it's 10-for-39 with a double, triple, and two homers. Um, so something to think about there. Lorenzo Cain's hitting 289 versus Verlander, 13-for-45, two doubles and a homer. Ben Gamble's taking him deep. Moustakis only hitting a buck 76, which got a home run against him as well. Nelly Cruz, 6-for-20 with a double and two homers off Tommy Malone. Caron's taking him deep. Kyle Seeger, 3-for-8 with a double and two homers off Berrios. Edwin's taking him deep as well. But that's it. That's your BVP on this slate. And that 
is your edition of Quick Hits. It's a fun one. Eight-game slate on tap for you tonight. I hope everybody has a great Wednesday. And if you have any questions, again, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. If you give a rating and a review on the uh, on iTunes, I'd really, really appreciate it. It would help out a ton. Come join us over at thequantage.com. Get the rest of the MLB season package for $10 off, $74.99, using promo code Bubba, or get a first-month package or a five-day trial for all sports using promo code Bubba. And check us out at fantasysportsdjs.com. The U.S. Open, 119th U.S. Open, kicks off tomorrow. I was in the, the golf Slack chat, given all the analysis that I saw, as little as I could give away because, you know, I'm no expert. But what I saw, just walking around, how the course looks, a couple guys I was watching, stuff like that was in there a lot last night. I'll answer all your questions there. Jesse's always around to answer questions. And the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast is there to break it all down to get your DraftKings lineups ready. But I got around the base with Bubba and Mo dropped last night, episode 112. Bench with Bubba, episode 176 with Matt, or 178 with Matt Williams is out. So tons going on over there. Check it all out. And have a great Wednesday, as this was MLB DFS Quickets, your Wednesday, June 12th edition. I'm out.